This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm Iron Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. It's getting down to the busy time now. Preseason's done and Saturday we kick off against Stoke City. I'm joined by Mickey. How you doing, mate? Not too bad, fella. Not too bad. Good. Yeah, excited for the weekend? Oh, it's, um, yeah, it'd be more exciting if we were actually there. But as, uh, as we're not there, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just have to get onto iFollow or uh, the Twitter feeds or wherever we go. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting time now the football season started. It's come around quite quickly, obviously. The season only finished for like last month, wasn't it? And um, But you just can't beat the buzz knowing the season's about to kick off and I can't really wait for us to get going. Stoke on Saturday is going to be a good, interesting game for us, but I'm just excited. So you, you get a goosebump feeling, even if we're not going to be able to make it to the game, like you said. So, yeah, it'll be fun, won't it, mate? It'll be definitely fun. And also, it means that we're coming back with full steam ahead for our show. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting season ahead. And... Um, 
and yeah hopefully there'll be lots of ups and downs lots of stuff for us to talk about and uh, and as we go on through the season hopefully we'll get more and more fans um with their opinions uh on the show 100 percent. i think we'll just get straight into the fact of the scenario we're in at the moment we're not allowed to attend to games and for the moment or at least reading through the ear hole piece sort of thing um it looks like maybe october might not be on the cards at the minute either mate i mean Boris has changed lockdown rules again. So now it's a maximum of six people in a social gathering. They allow, obviously allow sporting events to still take place. But it sounds like it's kind of all been put on hold, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's damaging. Um, I think that football needs to come back as soon as possible. One, for probably people's well-being, but two, because football clubs need money to survive. Um, I suppose a good thing is we're speaking to... Um, Speaking with Steve Cavanaugh this week, he's, he's, he, he wanted um, wanted this out, really, that the I follow now, um, because of obviously the crowds not being in at the moment, all the I follow money. So any Millwall fans will pay to watch it on I follow, um, obviously legitimately through, through I follow. Um, the £10 now goes fully to Millwall, which is great, you know, which is which means that at least the club's getting some income. Um, mm-hmm. The I follow what happened the other day you know, I have to take hats off to to Steve and and Billy. I mean, I was talking to Steve over the weekend about it, and um, he just he was like a, a dog with a bone, mate. He was not going to let the FA um, give fifty percent or give less than fifty percent. He he expected hundred um, percent and hundred percent payment. He he finally fought for. So um, yeah, hats off to uh, to Steve Kavanagh, who I who I believe probably was the main driving force behind. Um, I was texting him, asking him, you know, what's going on? You know, are the clubs losing money? Because my concern is that it's okay getting a full refund, but does mm-hmm. that mean that the clubs forfeit all their profit from the game as well? So I think the clubs have been um, given a compensation, um, but the best news is obviously the fans have been given a compensation for it because, let's be honest, not being able to watch 20, 30 minutes of the game was shocking. And also the fact that um, it's not the first time that's happened. Um, we had it where we missed the goal for what, one of the last games in lockdown where we missed the goal, where they were showing throwing replays and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and considering it's a proper, you know, it's a proper studio what's producing this footage, it's not, it's not Mickey Mouse, it's not me and you with a camcorder, it's, it's a proper organisation. Um, why they can't do it, I don't know. I know, we, I know they go off the one, one camera what's in the clubs and part of the rules of the FA, they've got to have a 4K for Sky and all of that lot to, to show highlights, but... Yeah, I agree. It's, it's all, I mean, obviously, I think Crawley announced that they're only getting 50% back, so obviously for that, it is good on Steve Kavanagh. It is a good bit of press for me, obviously, rewarding the fans and kind of, you know, paying back in a sense, and it is obviously worthwhile in a sense because... It's about time we've got some good press. You know, we still haven't heard back about season tickets or anything as such. I know we've, you sent me this on the other day it's about some, the exact lounge, didn't you? Or the exact lounge or... is, is a bit of a weird one. I mean, I f- it's probably only during lockdown, but there's three packages. Um, there's obviously the exact lounge on the counts on on the uh, comfy seats, and then there's uh, Billy Neal, which is uh, I think a two course meal, um, and then I think you've got seats in Block Twenty Seven, and then there's the um, Harry's Bar one course meal. And then there's seats, I think, in 37. But, you know, I mean, okay, the, the prices aren't that bad, really. I mean, the um, to sit in Aries Bar, I think, and have something to eat, and then sit in Block 37 works out about £10 extra a game for the meal. Um, 
retain a lot of money, but will people buying an exec package want to be sitting lower tier? Don't know. Uh, it's interesting because obviously they're charging us for Saturday, which obviously people will pay, especially knowing it's going to go to the club, but it's going to be £10, obviously, situation room. But if you want a season ticket, they're saying it'll hopefully be a couple, a thousand or two thousand more season tickets made available. But are you going to get some money back from the £10 you pay? Because I'm sure you're still going to pay the full whack for a season ticket as such. I mean, it's just a bit. I think, I think if you get season ticket, you should get I follow for free. But then if you've um, not got your season ticket yet, then no. you're going to have to pay for Saturday, ain't you? So it's a bit, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's more not knowing, like, you know, if people want to get renewed their tickets. I know a few mates that have not bought a season ticket just yet because of the finances they had, the situation on their side. And they're ready to buy it now, but there's nothing from the club. There's nothing coming through or anything. Yeah, I, think the commu- I mean, I think the communication levels there, again, like we've moaned about before, are mm-hmm. um, quite bad. But I suppose you've got to be on their level that, you know... <laughs> If they had come out about season tickets and saying, look, you can buy season tickets now, get on board, blah, blah, blah. The problem we're going to have, or the problem I can see them having then is we go back to the whole refund situation of, well, where's the money for the fans what wanted a refund? So it's a, it's, I can see it's a, a big clusterfuck for them, but you've got to address it at some point. Um, you need to have the refunds done. But there are a lot of people out there what would be happy to give you, um, you know, the money for a season ticket and then get iFollow free. Um, you know, maybe that's an avenue where you get all your money up front. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, if you're normally a season ticket, the other thing what they haven't come out with is uh, you're a season ticket holder uh, already and you're getting iFollow. Are you getting iFollow home and away or are you only getting home follow, iFollow for home games? And do you have to purchase away games good point um yeah. you know because well if you buy every game on i follow the ones what are being shown say there's say there's six games over the time what will be on telly what you won't show um then you, you're paying 400 quid when realistically a season tickets you know not that much more there or thereabouts depending where you sit um but potentially you would only get home games and as far as i'm led to believe if lockdown ends tomorrow then all the three o'clock showings on iFollow are going to stop. I see. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all a great area, isn't it, I suppose, and no one really knows what's going to happen. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Saturday. The mess with iFollow is one thing, but we got off to a win, 3-1 win away to Crawley. Did you watch it yourself? Did you see any of the highlights or anything? Yeah, no, I watched it. I thought it, were, it, it weren't a bad game, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um we played quite well. I mean, I think, obviously, 3-1 win, if anyone was living under a stone in the last week. Uh, Scott Malone got his first goal, obviously, coming back off on loan from Derby. Nice to see him get a goal. Uh, Cooper wasn't credited with the second goal, but obviously, he got a header in the box from a corner, typical us. And the first similar sort of thing, Jed Wallace taking a short corner and then putting the ball in the box on the plate for Matt Smith, for 3-1 win. It was disappointing to concede that one goal straight after the second goal. Um, but overall, Crawley didn't really offer too much to us, I don't think. And on the other day we just seem to be on it and it's a sort of game where in the past I would have thought we struggled personally under Neil Harris for example you know we yeah. kept the ball a lot we passed it around we seemed to be competent and I think that's something Gary Rowe has been working on a lot over the close season trying to impose ourselves on games whereas in the past we'd kind of sit back play a bit more direct instead you're getting players on the ball Ryan Woods for the first goal I think it was a superb pick out to Scott Malone I think you know it seems to be coming together quite nicely mate yeah, no, I agree. I think um, the way Gary Road has gone working now is um, he's, they're just gelling as a team. The, the, the benefit is that they're not afraid now to play football. Um, and 
they've got, you know, certain players seem to have freedoms going forward um, and create chances. We do seem to be set-piece specialists. Um, <laughs> most of our goals seem to come from set-pieces. But, you know I mean, you would be day, when you've got Matt Smith and Jake Cooper on your side, let's be honest. So. Yeah, and also, not being funny, but sometimes that could be worthwhile. If, if you know, all teams will go out to stop you in the middle, try and stop you getting through. And if you can't get through there, then you know that actually if you can win a, a corner or win a throw or stuff like that, and you can you can turn it on from those sort of pieces, then, to, you know, that's where you become a problem to teams. Um, but again, we need power it back. I think, you know, if we can find someone who can score 15, 20 goals, then I think that would be the difference between us, um, you know, where we've been the last few seasons and actually making a valid push um, towards the playoffs and, and, and possibly going for the top, the real top half of the table. Agreed. I mean, it's just the stats that surprise me. When you think after the game and you have a flick through it, you've got us keeping 63% possession, 560 passes, you know, pass accuracy of 80%. Like, it's not normally associated with us, especially, in, like I said, under Neil Harris. Like, for us to dominate the ball, I know, admittedly, against a League Two side in Crawley, that looked a bit at misshape. You know, they've got a lot of new signings there and they've seemed to have changed things around. So I won't get too ahead of myself, but it's promising signs and it can only be a good thing going forward for us. I think... You're mentioning, obviously, Troy Parrott. It'd be interesting when he comes back. I mean, I think he can play anywhere across the front three. So, on Saturday, we had Mason Bennett on the left. We had Conor Mahoney start on the right. Obviously, Jed Wallace, I think, came on in the second half or started the second half. Can't quite remember at the moment. Um, it's good to have competition for places. And even Matt Smith scoring a goal, you know, he's not going to be want to be dropped for Saturday, is he? No, I don't, no, I don't think he'll be dropped. But again, you know... I, I know Matt Smith's a good player and he, and he scores goals, but he just needs to score more. Mm. Um, you know, same as Bradshaw needs to be putting things away. Well, you know, that's that, that's what they've had to do. And so far, we're not. We can't be keep depending on, on Wallace to do stuff. Wallace needs to be banging the balls in, getting the balls up, you know, running at players and stuff and taking, taking these players on and stuff and, and, and creating the chances for our forwards to be able to score goals. The fact that now we've got the left and the right covered with good players now, is um, fantastic news. Um, something that we've missed over the times where we've had central players or, or you know, different position players trying to play those positions. But mm-hmm. we seem to have, and, and the defensive and, and Bart and goal, or as I said the other day on the podcast, Bart is, um, is uh, is phenomenal. I mean, we're not really worrying about defence. You know, I'm no. not over. I'm not over fearful of the defence this year. Um, and it's just literally, if we can find people to score goals, then I think we've got quite a, a, an exciting year ahead or, or season ahead. No, that's true. And I mean, um, we're looking to the weekends. I think Ryan Leonard playing right wing back, he done okay. Not really tested too much. Um, it seems Marlon Romeo is a big doubt for the game on Saturday. It'd be interesting because obviously we mentioned all this competition for places, but if you're Stoke City, you're thinking, you know, there's a chance that, you know, you could target our right side of the pitch, which could be a problem for us. I mean, Romeo's obviously the main player there for us. Scott Malone done well on the left, like I said earlier. Um, you know, I think it'd be interesting. I think, obviously, Warren Woods can't play on Saturday either. So, again, you probably have Sean Williams in there alongside Thompson. So, it's just going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting challenge Saturday. It's not going to be the ideal start we want with a full team ready to go. Troy Parrott, I think, is... He has a slight chance to be available, so I imagine that will be a sub appearance. So, but it shows if you know first game of the season, the squad's got to be tested. See how we do when we bring in some fringe players that might not play all season, and hopefully get a good performance. Right? Uh, totally. Um, I think it's good that also that Gary Alexander, um, Gary 
George Alexander has been loaned out for um, a month or so will be interesting for him because yep. he's obviously looking at Gary wants to get him into the first team and, and get him some match experience and stuff. Um, and I think he's managed to get himself a trip to Wembley, which is um, which is going to be uh, you know a nice experience for the young lad. Um, he's coming on fire. Same as you know Isaac as well in the under twenty threes. He's another good striker. Um, they seem to be knocking in for fun in that league. If we can start getting these guys bedded and, and, and looking, it gives us different options, especially for the cup games where we can rest. Because like Gary said, you know, you can't be playing people like Jed every game, especially not if the games are going Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You saw the damage that done to Morrison, that you just literally will run yourself ragged. Um, and I think that, you know, we need to have players who are fairly fresh. Smith is a good, you know, if he's not playing from the start, he's a good substitute to come on and you know a bit like a super sub coming on because he normally gets something um but again i think we'll end up playing three up front um who they be at the moment i don't know it's debate with choice about um if he is back um they did say that he weren't going to be back for this game but if he is back then yeah fantastic well i mean i think we've brought ourselves nicely on to one of the talking points that we wanted to mention today was obviously what's going to be our best 11 going forward this season i think um what was interesting for me on the weekend is Alex Pierce was an unused sub. He didn't play. You had Sean Hutchinson, Murray Wallace and Jake Cooper as your central defenders. I think we, I touched on it last time we recorded after the Crystal Palace game. And I think Pierce just got done for pace. And obviously Pierce has his place in the dressing room. He apparently runs the dressing room and keeps the standards high on a weekly basis, even during training things that we can't really see when we're at the club. Um, but, I think, to me, it, it felt a bit more assured in the sense that we're not really exposed to the counter-attack as much when we had Murray Wallace there. He's a bit more mobile. Obviously, you've got Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace and Sean Hutchinson that, you know, all three have got a relatively better turn of place compared to um, to Alex Pierce. So, I mean, we'll discuss quickly what we think our best 11 is going into the season. Obviously, we can't really take into account injuries and suspensions, so we'll just go with an ideal 11, mate. I think we're, we're agreeing goal. Obviously, you've got Frank Fielding, Bielkowski... You've also got uh, Ryan Sandford's, I think, quite easy one to decide in goal. Bart Bielkowski gets the shirt this season, right? Definitely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's not even really a talking point now. I try no. to be a bit dramatic, but we, we all know, obviously, after last season, getting the Golden Glove as well, um, which I think he shared with another player in the league, but that's not the point, really. He's obviously been amazing since he came in. And Brief, brief deflection there. I mean, how the hell he didn't get in a PFA team of the year? Very I true. Know. That is... You know, that is shocking. How Samba beat him is... Well. Yeah, Samba at Nottingham Forest, isn't it? I think, you know, mm. he's been suspect when he's played against us, but he's been apparently getting headlines for them for the right reasons. But every time I've seen him play, I've not been convinced about him, to be honest. So uh, We start free past him, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's about five foot nothing as well and just seems mm. a bit clumsy. So not for me personally. Um, Defence, I think it's safe to say we'll be playing a, the 3-5-2 or, or the 3-4-3, three, three, sorry, should I say. Um, three central defenders. I think they pit themselves as well, mate, don't you think? Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper especially. Yeah. The contentious one is obviously Murray Wallace or Alex Pierce at the moment. I think for me, I'd give Murray Wallace the nod this season, personally. Yeah, I, I think Pierce will have his games, don't get me wrong. And Pierce will be in, especially when shit hits the fan, if we've lost a couple of games in a row, if we can see the silly goals, you bring Pierce in, all you can hear and I follow when he plays is just him shouting at players and telling them what to do. And I think, you know, that's something we encourage, obviously. He's a leader amongst them a lot and obviously dictates stuff for us. But I think if you're looking at, 
a challenge on Saturday with Stoke. You know, you've got players like Tom Ince there. You've got players, you know, that are mobile. Benneke Phobies come back from Bristol City. I just think you need Murray Wallace in there instead, personally. So that's my honest opinion. I think you agree there, don't you? Yeah, definitely. 100%. I think Murray um, Wallace is he, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, he came on really well last season, especially after the first season with us. I agree. Mm. Uh, right wing back is Marlon Romeo, obviously, without doubt. He's the only player that's naturally can play there, to be fair. I think Yuri Skalax could be an option there, supposedly. So could Ryan Leonard, obviously, after Saturday. Um, if, Billy if Mitchell Ryan, as well. What about Hayden? Where's, what, where's Hayden? Hayden's right as well, and he was in Yeah, the, no, he's he's right, he's right, he played right wing back against Palace, didn't he? I think last minute decision. But I don't know. I think he's probably he's more of a natural central defender, I think. He was obviously not got a physique just yet because he's just come through mm. the 18s. He played last season at the Chelsea game in the under 18 Youth Cup. So he, he was still an under-18 player most of last season until lockdown mm. came about. So I think it's something that won't be rushed with him. I think he'll be a bit like Billy Mitchell. He might appear in the odd game at first yeah. um, and hopefully he progresses in the coming seasons and comes on a bit more for us. But I think right wing back, without doubt, is Marlon Romeo, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, left wing back is obviously now, with no Murray Wallace available, you've got probably Scott Malone or Shane Ferguson. Now, I think... For me, in an ideal world, it probably would be Scott Malone. I know he played on Saturday and scored, but Ferguson does offer that quality on the ball as well. He can cross the ball and he does have that set of piece in him. And if you oh, want he's someone small, to... isn't he? Yeah, that's true. And if you want someone, I think with what Gary Wright wants is he wants two fullbacks bombing up and down the pitch. And you saw that Saturday, Malone in the box to put a nice finish away. You're not going to see Shane Ferguson in that position personally. So I think I mean, he can create. He can create magic. He, yeah. Look at he Leicester. Set pieces. It Leicester, wasn't it? it was Leicester, wasn't it? Where he, was it Leicester or Evan where he scored the two? Um, it might have where been he, another game. Bournemouth maybe or someone. I can't remember who it was, but he did I score a couple in the FA Cup. Right. The, the game escapes me at the minute, but yeah, yeah where you he are just right. brought it back in and then just turned on the on the pin and, and bashed he, it. In. He laid up a goal against Watford for, for Steve Morrison. I remember that one where he crosses mm-hmm. it into the box and Morrison volleys it away. I mean, Ferguson undoubtedly gives you six out of ten every game. You, you don't really see him let you down too much. He, he's nothing magnificent, don't get me wrong, but he's got his obviously set piece in him. That's obviously something we can sometimes use. Um, but I think Scott Malone and Marlon Romeo being both the wing-backs bombing forwards, you saw it on Saturday, like I said, with Malone scoring the goal. I think, without doubt, it's probably going to be Scott Malone, I guess, the nod at the start of the season, which I think is a good decision as well, personally. Yeah, I, I think it's better because um, Ferguson works well coming on as a sub. Yeah. He can just change the game um, midway through. You can throw him on and he's, he's a little bit agile. And whatnot. So, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I agree with you. I think Scott Malone gets the place and then Ferguson becomes a sub for it. Um, or, you know, if, if Malone starts having a mare, then obviously bring Ferguson back. But I think, yeah, definitely Malone over Ferguson. Cool. And how about the midfield too? I'll put this one on to you, mate. You've got options of Ryan Woods, Ben Thompson, Sean Williams, Ryan Leonards, Billy Mitchell when he's back fit as well. You've got five good central midfielders there. I don't think I've missed anyone out either, but it's nice to have... At least for me, four players. I mean, I don't want to disregard Billy Mitchell, but he's obviously still a young player. But you've got four players there in Ryan Leonard, Ben Thompson, Ryan Woods and Sean Williams, who all four went really are quite solid. But who's your two if you're in probably, the 3 I'll probably go Sean. I'll probably go Sean Hutchinson and, um, and Woods there because they're Sean, pretty... Sean Williams, sorry. I was Sean Williams, Sean sorry. Yeah, Sean Williams. Sorry, um, so I was looking at Sean Williams as well, and as well, and it was like, yeah, Sean Hudson. <laughs> um, it was. I would. I would go. Yeah, I'd probably go. Apart from this week, where Woods, but I mean, Thompson is still wanting game time. 
Um, and he plays his art out. He's a, he's a proper, you know, he's a proper little lionheart. But I think realistically going forward, he's got to be um, too proven, you know, if they've got the match experience behind him. Um, and again, Thompson makes changes when he comes on. Um, so, yeah. Hard decision, I agree. I think Woods will be the ever Billy, constant at the minute. Billy would be, Billy's, Billy's going to become a phenomenal player. But you have the problem of playing him too early. Mm-hmm. And if you play him too early and give him burnout, then unfortunately you could potentially damage his career. So it sounds like by nature, obviously Billy Mitchell got his injury when we was up in Scotland last day, last run, Rarit said, and he just gave it 100% and wanted to beat everyone. So he's got that mentality where he wants to be a winner. And I think without doubt, he will get a run of games this season, which is exciting for us to see. Um, interesting, none of us, I mean, I agree with you to an extent. I think Brian Woods will be the main one because obviously he's the player that Rowett's picked as kind of the main player for us to put his style of play into the sides as he's trying to change it from a Neil Harris side to Gary Rowett's side but I'm not sure I think it's a good point you mentioned about Williams obviously being experienced got game time same with Woods I just think with Thompson he brings energy but at the same time you said about him being a sub I mean I could see Woods and Williams doing a job in some games this season I would like to see maybe Woods sit deep and Thompson bob on personally, but I can see the logic with Woods. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love Thompson. I'd love Millwall to have loads of Millwall fans playing in there too. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if if Thompson's got it every game. Um, and, and I mean, he's a great player. I love him. I love watching him play. He's great. But I just don't know if he's got it every game. You know, for a season, you know, forty-six games over a season. Has he got? Has he got mm-hmm. that same consistency every single game? And on that basis, you have to sort of go. I don't know if he has. I'd say he's probably got it for a good twenty-five, thirty. But he is sometimes he does have good and bad games. Okay, no, I, I can definitely get behind that and what you're saying. Um, but it's nice to have, like I said, the competition for places. Neither of us were thinking about Ryan Leonard either, but. He just seems to always be in there. I know he's not got off to the best of starts in his middle career, so to speak, with the fans. But he seems to be getting goals in pre-season. And obviously, I think he'd be a bit more of a utility man this season and filling the gaps when needed. Obviously, Saturday being that example as well. So I think I'll, I'll agree with you for Woods and Williams for our middle podcast start 11, or best 11 review, so to speak. Um, and then we'll move forward to the front three. So, I mean... For myself, we'll go for the right position first because I think that's the one position we'll both agree on straight away. On Saturday, Conor Mahoney played, but it's safe to say I think the right side of the attack will be Jed Wallace's position this season, right? Yeah. yeah you're, not for the benef- you're not in for the benefit yeah, of the definitely. podcast there. Without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> Has to be. Nah. Of course, after the season he had last season, 10 goals, 10 assists, or whatever it was yeah. along those lines. Um Hopefully, he can bring that consistency. I agree. I, I mean, I do. I think it sounds stupid to say you expect more, but I'm hoping with other players in there like Mason Bennett, Scott Malone, Ryan Woods, Troy Parrott, there'll be less pressure on Jed in the way. Because I feel like, especially the season before last, when we was struggling at the bottom of the league, I used to be critical of Jed in the sense that he was trying to do too much. Yeah. I used to always say it to my mates and to anyone sitting around me, like he was playing like it was a bit like he was taking the pressure like he was a superstar and he is our superstar. I'm not going to take that away from him whatsoever because he is our best player. But he was so, you could feel it on his shoulders. Like he was running around like possessed, like Harris would give him the license to run from left to right, right to left, middle of the pitch, everywhere. And 
you could see that the pressure was getting to him. I felt felt like personally, like he he felt like he was our main outlet. He felt like he had to do something every time he stepped on the pitch. And obviously, that's good pressure to put on him. But I felt like it was too much. And now I look at the squad. You got Conor Mahoney, who I even mentioned before, that I hope he can come on this season as well. There's just less pressure on him, and it gives him a chance not to be the main focal point every game, but also oh, do something randomly. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you go back to when you were at school. You know, you you'd have you know you'd have the team full of all the best players and then you'd have a team with half a dozen decent players who, who could play football but they weren't great and then you'd have someone like Jeb Wallace in there who would you know be running at all the balls getting the balls passing the balls around making you know making the others yeah. look good through that that constant but that pressure can't cope um you know Connor Connor's a great player but his consistency I do believe that this season will be a make or break season for him Me too. because I think you know, if he can find his consistency and 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 really bring in a true battle. Then I think you know we've got we've got some great options. Um, and again, like I said, you know if Jed can go out to score fifteen goals this season, and and Connor can score five or ten as well, then all of a sudden you know you're looking at put some strikers in there who can score goals. We're we're actually looking at, at potentially being a, a half decent team this season. Absolutely, it's exciting. Like it's nice. Oh, yeah, and, uh, it's it's just, it's it's good to have that because we're not even touched on the other two positions yet. But who are not if we can't even consider at the moment is the likes of John Daddy Bodvardson, who's not yep. been available because he was way of Iceland. He seems to have the knack of being in the right place. Hopefully, he can convert some goals as well. You mentioned Conor Mahoney. We'll move over to the left hand side of the pitch because I feel like that's where Mahoney will be competing most. I know he played on the right Saturday, but I think he won't get in the team ahead of Jed personally. So you think no. on the left hand side of the pitch, you've got three four different options there at the moment. You've got Mason Bennett, who got the nod Saturday, who I think will probably play on Saturday personally as well. Um, you've got Conor Mahoney. You've got Yuri Skalak as well. Allegedly, he's played okay. So yeah, I mean... I'll be interested to see what he plays like in a proper team. I was disappointed not to see him against Palace, because I know he pulled up in the warm-up. But, I mean, I feel like it's a broken record with him. And... He's kind of, you've got Leonard who is almost written off. You've got Skalak who's already written off in a sense that he's probably done for. If someone comes in for him, he's what, he's third year now, probably third year of his three-year deal. It wouldn't surprise me if he went on afterwards and disappeared. But uh, I don't know, I just, uh, Skalak, it, it deceives me. But we got to consider him still because, you know, he's supposedly one of our highest earners as well. We won't get into the politics of that. but Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but personally, like I said, you've got three or four different options down the left. You've got Mason Bennett. John Daddy Bodvardson. You've got Troy Parrott who could play out there as well, but I imagine he'd be playing through the middle personally. Conor Mahoney. So I think for me on the left-hand side, personally, at the front three, I'd like to see Mason Bennett there. Personally, just think he's, 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 he might be inconsistent. He might have games where he fades in and out, but what he offers is just that raw, direct pace and just power. Like he gets the ball and he's got that acceleration on him where he could turn and take players on. He played magnificently, magnificently well at Nottingham Forest when we won 3 0 before lockdown. We didn't really see too much of him after the lockdown, but I mean he had a couple of injuries. He's obviously now signing a permanent deal, a play as you a pay as you play sort of deal, sort that's been rumoured, has been mentioned by the club in a couple of interviews as well. I just think this is the season where if you look at a player like Mason Bennett, his first move away from his boyhood club, Derby, this is going to be his year where if he's consistent and he gets the opportunities to play and he's fit all the time, I think he can be a real coup for us this season. Absolutely. I don't think anyone's got pace like him. He's, he, he causes people trouble. Um, mm-hmm. If he can keep injury free, then yeah, he's definitely got to be, he's got to be, he's got to be there. Absolutely. 
yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Like I said, and I think hopefully he has more goals through his name. I think obviously he got one against Swansea before he got injured in the post lockdown. He scored, I think, one before lockdown as well. He's got a couple of goals for us so far. But I think if you're looking at Mason Bennett and you're mentioning about goals in the attacking line, Jed should hopefully contribute with 10 or more again. Bennett, if he plays 46 games, I would think he scored 10 or more as well, personally. Then it leads me on to my striker choice, my main up front choice, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, to get the nod in our ideal 11, is Troy Parrott. Now, no one, none, of us has, none of us have seen him play, though. I've seen these two goals in pre-season, and both of them are cultured finishes. Tottenham fans rave about him, mate. Every yeah, time like up. we put a tweet out about him or something, or someone says something about him, or if he scores a goal in, in one of the friendly games, it was like you got 50, 60 different Tottenham fans replying to it or quoting it and going, he's scored a goal or whatever. And he's so highly thought of there, which can only be a good thing. I mean, yeah. Harry Kane was highly thought of at Spurs when he was loaned out, but never really got his chance to play. But I think Parrott is similar age when he came on loan to us as the same as Harry Kane. You've got to make the inevitable um, comparisons. But if he can score 15, 20 goals, like you said, mate, we're on to something good this season, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, um, yeah. If the, if if the myth's true about him, then I can see him scoring fifteen, twenty goals. I've got to give an honourable mention to Matt Smith. I mean, if Parrot wasn't around, Smith would be my choice up front. The same with Bradshaw. Like he scored a few goals last season after Harris went at first. Scored a couple of good goals. One away at Derby County that sticks in the memory. The one yeah. against Leeds as well. You know, a nice finish as well. I just think I'm looking for Bradshaw to. He's had not had his chances, you know, two disrupted seasons since he's been with us. I think I was reading something the other day and he was talking about it. You know, the first season he came, got injured away at Brentford, unfortunate, out for the whole season. Comes back second season, has a run of games and then kind of falls out the team. But then also we have lockdown happen. He's not had a full season with us yet, but it's from start to finish, uninterrupted. And to be honest with you, I don't think he'll get that chance at the moment either, which is a shame, but... We'll have to wait and see what happens. You never know. He could get into the side and score nine in nine and keep that place to himself, mate. Who knows, That's right? It. That's it. No, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would go along with that. So, yeah. It's the competition for places we want and it's refreshing to say it. And I think that's why when it brings me on to my prediction for this season, because that's the next thing I was going to quiz you on, mate. I'm nothing but excited and I'm nothing but optimistic. I'm always optimistic, though. Where I was optimistic we? a couple of seasons ago. I really think gonna, I really think if we don't okay so I, I, I don't, I'm never uh, one uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done the, I've done the podcast in the week because um, unfortunately you had to work with um, yeah. Benjamin Bloom the uh, Ipswich Jesus and obviously um, Ryan and <laughs> uh, and uh, and Elliot from uh, the other two podcasts uh, second tier and uh, the championship um, champion chat podcast and uh, and they spoke quite highly in Millwall um they think we're going to be there or thereabouts. I That's said, like, I said, I think we'd definitely be a top ten finish um, if we can find a couple of players who can score goals. Then I think we'd be in the play of contention. Um, but you know what? Realistically, there is no harm in the players we've got and the way we seem to be forming as a team that we we couldn't be higher up in there. Um, I don't think the Premiership teams will come down this season are going to be great. I've got no real interest or, or ratings really on Watford. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire. I um, think Norwich are going to be ones to watch out for because they've seemed to have strengthened quite a lot. They have seemed to, to strengthen, but they, they were 
massive low morale. And I think coming into the championship, they're going to find True. it hard because the championship now is is a hard league. You know, yeah. you get kicked to shit. Um, and, and I think it's a hard league. Some of these, you know, you get used to the premiership way of playing and I think it brings you down to thud with a, with a thud. But Brentford will always be there as well because, you know, they just got 30 million for their player, Ollie Watkins, the other day. So that's only going to go back into them to improve themselves. But... I mean, okay, my prediction is, if I give you a solid prediction, I think we're going to finish sixth place. There you go. I really think, I mean, if we don't, if we finish top 10, I'll be over the moon. Like, let's get that straight. My my ambition for the season, like if we're aiming high, I want us to get in the playoffs, obviously. But it's hard to make a a solid prediction, so to speak. But if you want me to go out and live and say one, I think sixth place. Well, I definitely think we finished top 10. And... I, my head is telling me eighth, um, but my heart's telling me I reckon we could go between fourth and sixth. I honestly think that we can, you know, where we come from last season, from bottom of the table all the way up, and we go, if we can get the goals, mm-hmm. then I think we're there. That's the only thing for me is the goals. If we're not scoring the goals, then that's why I'm questioning it. But if we can start scoring goals, then yeah, I think we can be, you know, definitely sixth, sixth, or or, or in the playoff chances. Definitely, I'd love Pretty to go great. for automatic. Love to see us go out to automatic play, you know, promotion place. That would be fantastic because the Premiership would be shitting itself if we <laughs> we look as if we're getting there. Um, Even if we have it for one season of my life, like, I'd only want it for one that's season. That's all I want. That's all I want. I missed out on Division One because obviously that was before my time, before I was born on planet Earth. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, I'd love the idea of us just being there. Just for one season, just to, to have that kind of mentality that you know Mills in the Premier League sort of thing, it, it'd cause absolute destruction. But at the same time, I'd love every second of it. I'm sure everyone else would as well. So oh yeah, definitely. And to be fair, going to the Premiership is cheaper than going to the Championship. Most away games are capped at, at thirty quid. 30. That's true. Um, you know, thirty, <laughs> thirty, which is you know unlike unlike the Championship. And also, yeah. it's not being funny, but most of the games are local. I bet Leeds be guides this season not being able to charge 47 quid for away fans to go to their games, though. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, and also, you know, sort of part of me would like, you know, not necessarily to get a playoff place because it looks as if the way um, the way West Ham's going, I think they'll be down next season. <laughs> the, all the protests and stuff that they've got over there, not to talk about them too much, but they're they're in trouble if they don't get off to a good start of the season. Some rumours I've seen that, you know, Karen, Karen Brady allegedly... You know some of the messages flying around, where you know she sacked people, told people they're sacked, and then players are threatening protests. The mm-hmm. Premier League thing, they're threatening not to play their first game, and you know players aren't going to training, and they're all back in Moyes and all this lot. It is, you know, selling one of your best players is just crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a mess. I'm thankfully, well, touch words, we won't lose any of our best players between now and the close of the window. But, I mean, it'd have to take a silly offer. And at the end of the day, if we get a silly offer for one of our best players, so be it. So um, I think, you know, okay, so we've got sixth and eighth from me and you. I mean, we're both kind of hoping for top six, don't get me wrong. But like I said, I wouldn't be disappointed if we got 12th even. Like, it's fine. I've got no expectations, but. I just think we're, if we're not at the right end of the table, it'd be a real missed opportunity this season, personally. I'd be disappointed with 10, because I think we're better than 10. Um, better than, you know, I've, I think that if we got 12, I'd be a bit disappointed. But mm-hmm. you know what? The, at the end of the day, let's not be honest. Let's be honest. Anywhere above the bottom three, if we finish fourth from bottom, then I'm happy. You know, realistically, as long as we're still in the championship, then I'll be happy. But 
Um, I think we're we're a top ten finish easily. I mean, I've seen odds of us at the moment at twenty five to one, which is, you know, might be worth a cheeky little bet. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's just it's just worth. It's just. It, I hope that we live up to the hype. That's all. Like, it's for well, once is hype. There's actually hype behind us in the championship. A lot of people are putting us top six finish. You know, yeah. top eight finish. So you know, can't all be wrong, can they? No. Watch your space, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll touch back on these predictions later in the season and we'll pick out the voices of us and see how correct we are or how stupid we were. But yeah, I think it brings me neatly on to the last point I want to cover, which is obviously Saturday's game, Stoke yeah. City. Interesting game. It will be, I mean, Stoke's just a big club, isn't it? You know, I still look at them as they were in the Premier League for six, seven years under Pulis and then Mark Hughes. You know, they're still a big club and they've got good players you, there that. Unless you're from, get, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they, they get it together, mate. Club. If if they get it together this year, like they've still got players there, like Joe Allen, who's obviously was previously at Liverpool. You have got Tom Ince in there, who always seems to play well against us, which I hate to kind of put a hoodoo on us for that. But Tom Ince always seems to have a good game yeah, against so us. Yeah, yeah, I know. Benekafobi up front has come back from Bristol City from his loan. You know, you've got Sam Klukas in there, Danny Bath, Nick Powell. You've just got players that, I mean, there's obviously something wrong there for the last two seasons to go as bad as they had done. Obviously, Rarit was the first one in charge, passed it on to another manager. Now they've got Michael O'Neill in charge, who used to be obviously the Northern Ireland manager. They finished the season quite well. You know, they've got even Sam Vokes in there, who's played in the Premier League for Burnley, James Chester. There's players in there. Maybe it's an aging squad, you could argue. But I mean, it's, I if mean, they get it together, they've got a good core to their team. If they have a settled 11 and play every week and get a good style of football going, you've got to watch out for them. The rumour the, the is as well that Jake Butland ain't going to be playing a lot for him which could cause some problems because it's a good keeper for him. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, James McLean, he's loved. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely loved. Exactly. Him. He'll be thankful he's, not to play against the fans on Saturday. Loved. I'll never forget, I'll never forget old, um, a, uh, a YouTuber who, uh, who's a Millwall fan who does a drive home. And I once saw him sing the national anthem word for word from the family stand to... Uh, to that man, yeah, as he was training <laughs> down the ball, mate. And I, and it was before I knew who he was. And it was only when I was interviewing one time, I talking to him, and I went, Where'd you sit? And he told me, and I went, It was you, wasn't it? And he went, Well, and I went, Done that story, I said, National Anthem. He went, Yeah, 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 it's me. <laughs> <laughs> he does roll a lot of fans, obviously, me all being the club we are, and how much we, you know, we respect the people that serve our country and then you've got James McLean you know, for his own personal reasons it's just natural clash isn't it so it's no, one of those it. things he's got his own pirate reasons for that but it doesn't stop us giving him a few jeers when the 90 minutes it, are in play so isn't it Powell the um, he used to play for United Man United so he, didn't he yeah, yeah so, no, I don't think he ever got a game for them but you know you've got players that have just always been hyped up never quite done it in the end so you know it'll be interesting I mean personally it's important we get off to a good start I feel like I know it's still cliched and you know, it's it's a long season, whatever you want to say it. I just think if we get a win Saturday, the positivity that's going to bring, you know, to carry that on through the next few games. You've got Robin away on Saturday after. You've got the cup game in the middle of Cheltenham. But then after that, you've got Brentford at home. And I think the start, you know, and Swansea, like I say, so you've got two teams that finished in the playoffs last season. So if you want to test yourself and get off to a good start, I think it's so important to get off to a good win on Saturday. And I think Stoke will be up there this season as well. So, it'd be nice to get a little morale victory early doors. I personally think we will. I really hope we do. I think, I think yeah. I, I, I know we're missing key players. Marlon Romeo, not fit. 
Troy Parrott might not be fit enough to start that you would consider he's a key player, hopefully, going into the season or at least later down the line. You know, there is injuries, there is doubts, but I just think if we get off to a good performance on Saturday, the score will be up for it, as will Stoke, don't get me wrong. But I just think we're going to sneak it. I think it'd be a 2-1 victory. I'm not fearful. Uh, I'm not fearful yeah. for Stoke. I think no. we can. I think we can do a result at Stoke. And if we can, I think the morale then will be on to a different level going That's forward. It'll, be, it'll make us believe that, in ourselves, I think. There's a lot of hype, also, but... Also, I think Rowlett needs us to beat Stoke, just to give him a bit of pride. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because they fucked him right over, didn't they? Very true. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll be back on Monday. We'll be able to recap it and touch base and give you all you need to know about it. I will also be on Sunday. If you haven't already, I mean, check it out, but it's not going to be much on that at the moment. But on Sunday, we will have some content going on our YouTube channel. Um, which going forward will be hopefully a regular point for us every week to put on stuff on there. Um, and if you've got any contributions you want to make to that, or if there's anything you want to advise or you know put forward to us, get in contact. Usual socials, I mean, that mill pod on Twitter. Yeah, I mean that that mill pod, that mill podcast, pretty much across all mm-hmm. platforms, social media, Instagram. So look, if you're not following us already, get following us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, we do TikTok as well, but it's mainly not necessarily stuff. It's just. You know, fun as we find stuff like that. Um, going through the season, we're probably doing more abuse at, at other fans and whatnot on there. It is what it is. Um, if you're a younger listener and you want to make some content what you think will be funny, then send it to us. We'll always happily post it on our TikTok, uh, our TikTok account. Even um, we're probably both a bit old for TikTok, but you know, it is what it is. It's um, it, it's another platform really that we want to be in. Um, We've got a YouTube channel again, which is that Millwall podcast again. Um, subscribers are low, but hopefully when content starts going on, so give that a follow. Um, and look, our aim was, um, as many people have gone, oh, you know, this, that, you know, last season was always for us a trial. Uh, we never expected to launch this podcast until this season. Um, and our platforms were all going to be in place for this season. Um, we've done it early because lockdown we thought we could possibly try and bring a few bits and pieces to it um it's worked well the numbers are good um in fact i think the numbers are shocking us to be fair they are growing um very very fast i think we're now near enough in the top five percent of our podcast performance um provider across all the the podcast they do which is great considering we're a mill podcast um and the numbers are great um we're just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it. we are. Um, and we've got more content coming. And, you know, look, we want to try and get as much interactive. We have got some uh, chat groups coming throughout the season, hopefully. Um, we're still working on those platforms. We've got um, a voice app where you can you can leave a message for us uh, and we'll play it out on the show. Um, the only things we won't play is if there's anything libelous, but any bad language or fucking about or, or anything, acting the cunt, whatever you want to do. You do, but look, all I can say is every one of you um, who take the time and tune in and listen to us, we really appreciate it. We can't do our show without you. Um, And over the next couple of shows, we're going to be doing um, some prizes for people. But what we're going to do is base it on the people who listen to that show. So we're looking at it and we're going to say, right, you know, for instance, someone in the States, someone in here, because we've got a list of where everyone listens. And then, you know, all you need to do is get in touch with us, um, prove us where you live, and, and 
you know, you're going to win yourself something. Just a way to say thank you very much for listening. It's nothing major, uh, but it's just a little thank you to say thanks very much for listening to stuff. So do make sure you listen. Do make sure you tell your pals. Um, if you hate me, tell me. If you love Omar, tell him. If you think Omar should shave his beard off, tell him. Um, and if you think I should grow some hair, tell me. But look, thanks very much for listening. <laughs> I'll get you back in another show later down the line for that. Um, but yeah, no, I think we're summed up and I think we're out of time. So thanks for listening. Take care and be sure to stay tuned for the episodes. Come on the road. Lines. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now, hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.